Hello. Hello. How's it going? I am sleepy. <laughs> it feels much later than what it actually is. Yeah. I just also feel like ugh, I don't sleep enough. <laughs> and I don't feel like that's necessarily true, but that's certainly how my body feels. Do you feel like when you wake up, do you still feel tired or do you feel like your sleep is usually pretty restful? Um, it's hard to tell okay. because I feel like it takes me a long time to wake up. Mm-hmm. Like I need an hour to fully wake up. You know what I mean? When you say wake up, do you mean like, like mentally feel like a person? Yeah. Oh, fair yeah. enough, yeah. It's, um, what, um, I'm very much somebody that just doesn't want to be spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> if I have an alarm, you know, like yeah. if I'm waking up, I have to go do something, I've set an alarm. Yes. Don't talk to me because I've set that alarm with enough time for me to mentally wake up yes and then become a person <laughs> before like i need to go do this thing interesting so like I... when i open at work uh-huh we shift starts at 10 because we open at 11 my alarm goes off at 8 i lay in bed i now lay in bed i used to get up and sit in the living room to charge my phone um, but now I lay in bed in silence for like 45 minutes before wow. I get up. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I am the way that I am. <laughs> different strokes for different folks, man. <laughs> I feel like I unnecessarily got used to waking up and getting to wherever I needed to be still like sleepy and disoriented. Um, from when I first started the job that I'm at right now. Because at the time, we were out on the other side of town. We didn't have Mm -hmm. a car. I had to take the bus. So I knew that I needed to leave, you know, at least an hour earlier because that bus ride takes 10 fucking years, even though it's, what, like a five-minute drive or some shit? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just all those fucking stops. Um, And it used to be... Mondays, we were open from 7 a.m. until whatever fucking time we left. Because we, I don't, that was just the way the schedule was. Anyway, so to get there by, you know, 6.30, 6.45, I had to get my ass up at 3.30. Oh, no. Get ready. Get on the bus by 4. Took an oh. hour-ish to get there hour and a half um or maybe we opened at six because i remember getting up and having to leave the house by four at any rate it was ridiculous uh yeah that's so i would sit on the bus and i know that i couldn't fall asleep you can't fall asleep on city buses (laughs) no you cannot you cannot fall asleep on city buses so i had to learn (laughs) very quickly uh you need to at least pretend to be a person Brittany. So that nobody comes and bothers you on the city bus. When I'm like awake, 
I just don't want to be spoken to. That's no. why I lay in bed. <laughs> no, I'm just disoriented. Like <laughs> I feel oftentimes if I feel like I haven't gotten enough sleep, it feels like I'm drunk. And it's terrible. <laughs> it's like it's being drunk, but without the fun part. You're just like, yeah. oh, my God, what the fuck? That's fair. <laughs> Incidentally, well, that's I... also what the symptoms of high blood pressure feel like, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nightmare, too. Well, it was, it was bad because when I worked at Gables, mm-hmm. I would open. When we opened at 7. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> well, I would have to be there by 6.30. It was just, ugh. That's too, no. Uh-uh. Three years of that. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> At any rate, I'm Brittany. I'm Raina. And now that we're five minutes in. Woo! This is, woohoo! This is probably the quickest intro we've done in a while. I was going to say, that's not even that long. <laughs> that's one of the quicker intros we've done. This is Chismosas and Chainsaws. Uh, today we're talking about... Candyman from 2021. So this was the original Candyman was our third episode. Yeah, it's been a while. And it is our second most downloaded episode. It's a good episode. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. It's Um, a five star movie for sure. Yeah. Do you want to guess a budget? I feel like the budget for this was high because it was well done and Jordan Peele was involved. I think that the budget for this was $30 million. You're a little bit high. Ooh, 25? Yes. Cool. But it's 25 million. Hey, Do you, you want to guess what this made in the box office? $100 million. You're too high. Oh, that's right. That's 2021 uh, COVID. Duh. <laughs> 70 million? Uh, this made 77.4 million. Sheesh. Um, so this was directed by Nia DaCosta and written by Nia DaCosta, Jordan Peele, and Wynne Rosenfeld. <coughs> this serves as a direct sequel to the original. So ignoring second. that second one <laughs> and ignoring whatever the hell goes on in the third one. Oh, is there a third one? Yeah, there's a third one. Oh. I knew you were going to forget that. <laughs> I definitely did. Have, we haven't seen that, right? No. No, oh, we, only, we watched the second one and you were like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I It was a bad movie. The second one sucked. I told you it was not going to be good. <laughs> I know, but I held out hope. Um, plans for another Candyman began in the early 2000s with the original director, Bernard Rose, wanting to make a prequel film about Candyman and Helen's love. However, the studio said no. (laughs) And then it just, nothing really came of that. Helen, Um, like, like not the student. Like Helen Helen, Lyle? Yeah. Yeah. What other Helen is there? What was his, his girlfriend's name? Oh, I forget her name. What? Then what like Daniel, love story? Daniel Robitaille? Yes. I mean, it might be her because remember the picture, the drawing, the painting or whatever, like looked exactly like looked her. Looked like her. 
So that might be what they meant. I see. Kind of just being like a generational love story. I see. see. Um, In 2018, Jordan Peele signed on as a producer using his company Monkey Paw Productions. And then later that year, it was announced that Nia DaCosta was going to be the director. Um, This got delayed three different times. It was originally supposed to come out June of 2020, which is unfortunate. Um, Going back to trying to revive the Candyman series, apparently... Um, after the success of Freddy vs. Jason, they were trying to do a crossover movie uh, with Leprechaun. Candyman, <laughs> so Candyman vs. Leprechaun. That makes me want to rip all of the hair out of my head. <laughs> Tony Todd rejected the idea after being yeah. presented the script, saying, I will never be involved in something like that. <laughs> you tell them, Tony Todd! <laughs> Uh, in 2004, Tony Todd confirmed to Fangoria that they were working on a fourth movie. And then, of course, all of that just fell apart. Um, in 2018, Tony Todd said that he was happy that Jordan Peele was attached to it. He said, someone with intelligence who's going to be thoughtful and dig into the whole racial makeup of who the Candyman is and why he existed in the first place. Um, are you there? Yes, I'm just listening. Okay. It was just <laughs> really, really quiet. Like, I was like, Brittany, man, this would to peek. suck. I was like, this would suck if I had to reread <laughs> just read. No, I'm here. I'm alive. Um... Just going on. In January of 2019, it was reported that Lakeith Stanfield was being eyed to star as Anthony McCoy, which would have been a completely different vibe. But I definitely. He was in Get Out and he was also in. He's that man? Knives Out. What? He's that man with. He has the big eyes? (laughs) Yeah. Makes the big eyes? Yes. He's. A very good actor, and I love seeing him in different roles. Mm-hmm. So it would have been very interesting to see what he would have done. But I think his physicality is completely different from this guy's. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Tony Todd talked about Jordan Peele some more. He said, I know that he's a fan. I'm hoping to appear in the film in some sort of fashion. But it's Hollywood, so I won't take it personally if it doesn't work out. He said, if this new one is successful, it will shed light back on the original. I think that subject matter is more important than any individuals, and I mean that. Wow. Which That's a I big statement. Really, it's a big statement, and I kind of love just, like, how graceful he is about it. And so I'm really glad that they were able to put him in it. I wish that there had been more of him in it, because I love Tony Todd. <laughs> I, who am I? This is a Tony Todd Stan podcast. Oh, yes. Um, sure. If you <laughs> don't like Tony Todd, 
how are you even listening to us right now? Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> we don't want you. <laughs> um, in February of 2019, and I am not at all confident on how to pronounce this actor's name. Oh, I can't wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let me grab a pencil so I can write it down. Um, it- PC, you got to move. <laughs> <laughs> it's what? Are you ready? Yep. It's Y-A-H-Y-A. Yeah, yeah. Say that again? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Abdul Mateen II was in the talks, who he plays Anthony McCoy. Um, Isn't was misreported as being in talks to portray Candyman himself. Um, in response to all this news, Tony Todd tweeted, Cheers to the Candyman, a wonderful character that I lived with for 25 years. He's brought grace and glory and a beautiful boatload of friends and family. I'm honored that the spirit of Daniel Robitaille and Cabrini Green rises again. Blessings to the cast and crew. That's tender. But then it was announced that he was going to be involved anyway. And that Abdul Mateen II would be playing Anthony McCoy. But again, I just really love how graceful he is about the whole situation. He even his his the way that he speaks, like typing, even yeah. without the audio, he's so smooth. Yeah. <laughs> um, principal photography took place under the working title "Say My Name," ooh, which I think is fun. Fun. <laughs> um, apparently. This is the first feature film to shoot on location inside the Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago. Ooh. Which is fun, I think. That is fun. <laughs> um. Let's see. Um, DaCosta said that she and Jordan Peele chose Shadow Puppets after speaking early on about how much we would hate to do a traditional flashback scene or to use footage from the original because we wanted this to stand on its own. Yes. And I think that it's very, very cool how it ended up. I'm a big fan of it. I didn't think I would like Uh, it, but I do. I just think it's so fun and interesting to watch. It's different. It gives your brain something to like Think about a little bit as you're taking in that media. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of marketing, it was viewer. um, A lot of people were confused. They thought that it was Jordan Peele directing it because his name is big on all of these things, which makes sense. He's a big name. It's his production company, but he did not direct this. Wasn't this a problem with? There was another one that we covered, and I don't remember what it was. Was it him or was it somebody else? Because I feel like it might have been Poltergeist. Or it was, um, yeah. what's his name? And Steven Cause, Spielberg. Because Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper. Yes. It was Steven fucking Spielberg <coughs> and Tony Hooper. Toby. Toby Hooper. Thanks for coming with me on that. <laughs> Caleb was coughing the first time you said it, and I was like, I don't think that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just very interesting because 
um like i mean toby hooper was still like established yeah like he did texas chainsaw he was already a famous guy pretty fucking big movie (laughs) he's already a famous guy but there's yeah just something about the name steven spielberg that kind of overshadows there's just something about the name jordan peele that (laughs) that overshadows overshadows anything so I think it's a bit unfortunate in terms of marketing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember when they actually had the like final release date after pushing it back as many times as they had to. That like um, there was like a trend on hashtag Candyman was trending on Twitter because Jordan Peele was daring people to tweet it five times and there were things about like I think there was a website that you could go to after watching the trailer it was very interesting marketing with the Candyman legend like the name itself but I still wish that Nia DaCosta's name was bigger on stuff because it's her movie yeah (laughs) she wrote it she directed it yeah um, she became the first black female director to have a film finish number one at the box office, which I think is super cool. Outstanding. Uh, this has an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Huh. The website says Candyman takes an incisive, visually thrilling approach to deepening the franchise's mythology and terrifying audiences along the way. Um, somebody named Odie Henderson for RogerEbert.com praised, I'm watching you Odie <laughs> praised Acosta's visual style writing that she stages the kill scenes with a mix of pitch black humor misdirection and clever framing fully acknowledging that what you don't see or think you saw can be a lot worse than what you did see I like that. How many stars did they give it? Does it say? No. So you can look that up if you would like to. I'm going to. You said Odie Henderson? Uh, yes. Um, the AV Club said that the film's various interests are more than a 91-minute mo- movie can adequately explore, but went on to say... There are worse crimes for a movie to commit than having too many ideas. That's true. Uh, they gave the, it three and a half stars. I that's pretty good. That's not bad. Um, this critic went on to say where Bernard Rose spoke on white anxieties and the image of the scary black man in 1992, Costa expands the conversation, relocating the horror from one man to the many structures that foment brutality upon the black populace. Damn. Which is worded just. That's it. <laughs> so eloquently. <laughs> That's you're <laughs> so right. Succinctly. Yeah. And you did just it. really makes a lot more sense as to why we're doing this, and she's writing. Yeah. This is why we have a podcast, and uh, other people <laughs> write down the pretty words. Yeah. Um, Vulture's critic really didn't like it. Uh, okay. Calling it the most disappointing film of the year so far. Oops. 
Um, it says, not only the artistic failures of the individuals who ushered it to life, but the artistic failures of an entire industry that seeks to commodify blackness to embolden its bottom line. Oof. That's a big, that's a big statement. Yeah. Um, something called Polygon described it as cluttered, preachy, and not nearly scary enough. Um, saying that a lack of a visual metaphor makes the film's exploration of gentrification more of an assemblage. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that word correctly. I'm going to give it to you because I don't know. (laughs) Of non-specific dialogue. It talks about what gentrification is and not what it looks like. Um, People either, like, really liked it or they really did not like it. Ain't that just the way? Yeah. Um, So those are all my previewing notes, though. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah. Do you feel ready? Yeah. All right, let's do it then. Um, My first note says that I just love the way that, like, all of the production company and the intro logos are backwards. That stressed me out. (laughs) I really, I just really liked, I like when production companies do that. Obviously, it's not them doing that, but, you know, like, it's, um, like in the beginning of Unfriended, where it's all like staticky. Yes. Because it's shitty Skype. <laughs> or Scott Pilgrim, where it's all like the video game music. Um, that coupled with just the Candyman song from Willy Wonka is, I think, very. A distorted version of yeah. <laughs> Candyman from Willy Wonka. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm sold. Yeah, that brought me right in. You hooked me. Oh, no. You got hooked? I'm in. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. Um, the idea Here's of, my money. <laughs> the idea of anyone hiding in the walls Frightens me. is terrifying. I hate that. <laughs> Frightens me. But also, who made that big-ass hole in the wall? <laughs> I, was it Sherman? Did he make that hole? I don't know. I don't know if he made that or if it's something to be said about just the rundown buildings in general. But it's a big fucking hole in the wall. Yeah, That's a whole human-sized hole in there. (coughs) And if that hole is just there, I'm assuming someone's in the wall. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Because it's a a big hole. (laughs) That's a red flag if I ever saw one. (laughs) Oh my goodness. My first clue, someone's in the wall. A A hole that big. A jagged hole. A door-sized hole. Uh, so the movie opens with we see this little kid in Cabrini Green, and he's walking along, going to do laundry, and in the laundry room there's this big hole in the wall, and we see like signs. There's just two cops outside, and they're asking him if he's seen this man. Yeah, <laughs> and. He just keeps walking, because, no. I'm not going to talk to you. I don't know nothing. Yeah, absolutely not. I don't know anything. And he goes to go upstairs, and a piece of candy is thrown from inside the hole in the wall. Red flag. Yeah, fucking terrifying. I would have just kept walking, personally. 
I would have found another building to do my laundry in somewhere else guess what mom please come with me to the laundry room (laughs) mom there's a scary man down here (laughs) this old man is throwing candy at me this old man with a hook hand he's throwing candy at me so Sherman comes out of the wall and we the audience do not know that it is Sherman yeah that's something that we find out later but he's got in his one hand a bunch of candy and his other hand is a hook (laughs) and then cut to the cops sitting outside and we just hear the little kids screaming and then we're in the intro and then my next note just says I hate hats like this is it what's his name Anthony's hat yeah it's the stupidest hat they make everybody's head look like a wiener I know I hate them like just hats are meant to cover your head Mm mm-hmm I don't understand it because it's not you look like a wiener it's weird I hate it it's not like (sighs) I hate them I get so annoyed every time I see them (laughs) and this is objectively like a beautiful man he's gorgeous (laughs) he's beautiful he's really hot when we see him with his shirt off and I just think he looks dumb as hell and he looks (laughs) stupid yes and I get it. He's an artist. Whatever. <laughs> but... Blech, gag me. That's not an excuse to wear stupid hats. And I know that that's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> Just because you're an artist doesn't give you an excuse to wear a stupid fucking hat like that. That's how Sue sees it. <laughs> but also, like, objectively, as a beautiful person, you should not be wearing dumbass shit. Don't cover that Just up. Just because you can. <laughs> Just because you can still look beautiful doesn't mean you should dress stupidly. <laughs> that's my hot take. That's, that's... <laughs> um, But so we see it's this like fancy ass apartment and it's we meet Anthony and we meet Bree and her brother, brother and her brother's boyfriend. My first and... note on this just says we heart gay love. <laughs> Her brother is a lot, and I'm never quite sure if I like him or not. This is, like, my third time seeing this movie. I think that he really just wants what's best for his sister. But he's irritating but also, along the way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I could be friends with him. No. Outside of, like, let's go get drinks one time, and then I'll see you, like, a couple months from now. <laughs> We're gonna wait. <laughs> yeah. So he comes in, and... It's a bit awkward. And then he's like, I'm going to tell you a scary story. And so he tells the story of Helen Lyle. Incorrectly, but it's an but urban I'm so legend at stoked. this point. I'm so stoked that Helen is part of the lore. Like, she is now also yes. urban legend and part of the lore. And I think that that's yes. beautiful. Yes, she is. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Yeah, my notes say, obsessed with the shadow puppets and also just love Helen. We heart Helen. Um, and then we see a little bee. Yes, because our first little bee. Because <laughs> after the brother and the brother's boyfriend leave, which first of all they go to leave, and the brother's like, you better start working on some art. My sister's not trying to support you for the rest of her life. And you don't have to the be door. rude. You don't have to be rude. 
everyone in this movie is honestly really mean to Anthony. <laughs> like, just about him and his art. And I don't get it. Leave this sweet man alone. He's just doing his best. Don't be mad because he's beautiful. <laughs> don't hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> and Bree is just so supportive. And like the only She's one also very that beautiful. Sees, yes, she is very, very pretty. Oof. Um but she also seems to be like the only one that sees any value in his art. And it makes me really sad. <laughs> it makes my heart hurt because we're shown some of his art. She has it hanging up on her Yeah, on her she's wall. proud of it. <laughs> and she's like, my partner made this, look. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're going to bed and he is like looking up stuff about Helen and she's like, no, 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 no. There's no, when I'm not- talking about this. No. And she's right. And I, he says it then, doesn't he? I think so. He starts to tease her about it. Yeah. And so he says Candyman's name. A few times. I think he says it five times. Does he? I thought he only said it four. He might he have said it wrong. five. I don't remember. I, I didn't write confident. how many times he said it. Mm-mm. I don't feel confident in my guess. <laughs> I don't either. So it's okay. <laughs> Um, so then the next day we see Anthony and he's talking to Clive, who is like an art gallery person who works with Brie. Fuck that guy. Um, I hate that man a lot. Really glad he dies. Same. Piece <laughs> of shit. But I have some notes about this conversation. And he's, cause he's talking about, he's like, you're the only one who hasn't shown me anything. Like, I don't want to kick you out of the show, but you need to show me, like, something you're working on. I need to know that you're working on something. Yeah, which is fair. It's the only fair thing he says in this entire movie. Um, Because Anthony starts talking about how he's wanting to work on something about white supremacy. And as soon as he says the word white supremacy, Clive says white people. As if correcting and not wanting to say the words white supremacy. So I really hated that. Yeah. And then Anthony starts talking about, well, like, you know, I want to talk about Cabrini Green and how, like, it's where we are. Like, that. that's the graveyard that we're living in. Yeah. Basically. People, people have died here, dude. Yeah. And you're just, like, trying to brush it under the bridge and make this the next hottest yeah because the high-end luxury loft come on because then clive says "Eh, the south side is played out yikes or no 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 anthony talks about where he's from because he thinks he's from the south side and then clive says south side's played out and then anthony goes well maybe cabrini green but it's just so much of like i (laughs) you know i don't work in an art gallery I don't know as much about art as these people. But I do know how to be a decent human. But also, like, art is subjective. And if that's what he's passionate about, that's what it is. It doesn't, it shouldn't matter if something is 
played out because that's his experience. It's not played out because that's his life. Right. And so it really made me mad. <laughs> I well, have a lot of feelings. <laughs> unless I... Please correct me if this is not the case. Mm-hmm. Isn't Clive like a white presenting person? To me, yes. That's exactly how I read it. I, I do not know. A white man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do not know. But that's also how I read him. And so that's the uh, that's another reason why it's super awkward. I don't like it. It makes me really uncomfortable. It gives me anxiety. Because if, yeah. that, like, if that's the way that you and I are both reading it, in that, like, as a white man, he's telling Anthony that you can't use... Your story's <laughs> played out. Your story is played out. We're tired of hearing about racism. I just need you yeah. to be quiet. Yeah. And telling him that, like... What was I going to say? Um, you can't use the words white supremacy because it makes me uncomfortable. Right. And he doesn't say it in so many words, but that's definitely how I read it. Okay. Well, I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> because it's just, it's just like immediately just that. So casually saying the words white supremacy and then someone's so casually saying over you, interjecting, white saying people. white people. No, you can call it white supremacy if that's what it right. is. Because and also, it is. Like, that's, the, that's the system. <laughs> That's the system that's set into play. But also, like, if you, as a white person, are uncomfortable with the words white supremacy, that you feel the need to say white people instead, like, they're not necessarily interchangeable. No, those are different. And the fact that you are thinking that they are interchangeable means that you are a bigger part of the problem than you think you are. Yes. (laughs) white people whether they want to or not absolutely benefit from white supremacy right but But. the system itself (laughs) is what anthony is trying to to talk about here it has nothing to do with individual white people it's the system of white supremacy right like you are a white person you You are not a white supremacist (laughs) i that you know and thank God for that, am I right? <laughs> Holy shit. Can you imagine? Speaking of uh, so embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> I do. I feel like racists especially should, they, they should fucking be embarrassed. What yeah. an embarrassing set of beliefs to hold. Yeah. Like you're really going to look at another human being and go, mm, that one's too dark. I don't like that. Like what the fuck, bro? What's your problem? Yeah. I... Dumb. <laughs> Uh, I hate it. And it, uh, if you are a person who uh, feels like, hey, I might be one of those people that Brittany and Raina are talking about. Maybe you should stop listening to our fucking podcast and read a book. Piece of shit. <laughs> That's truly how Sue sees it. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> My next note is about the bee stinging Anthony. It seems so, so he goes at first. It's, like, such a harmless thing, but immediately after, like, it feels so much bigger. Yes. He knows that something's wrong. Yeah. Anthony is going to, like, basically the remnants of Cabrini Green. 
and taking pictures um, and taking pictures, trying to get inspiration for whatever, (laughs) right? And as he's taking a picture of this old church, the beast stings him, immediately like falls to the ground, and then like all these ants swarm upon it. And it's incredibly gross. I hate ants specifically, <laughs> but and they, but they carry it away so gracefully. Yeah, and it's super creepy. It's a very mm-hmm. big moment. What do you feel like um, the amps are there for? Like, I get the bee. I get the bee sting. What am I supposed to get out of the ants? It's really hard to definitively say personally do but you have an opinion like something that like um burke brings up pretty consistently is just like the idea of the swarm consuming and do you know what i mean like when he talks about <laughs> how the cops all swarmed downstairs yes. To get Sherman and just that visualization. Yes. And when he talks about, oh, it all, the original was Daniel Robitaille. And they smeared honey all over him and the bees swarmed. But like Candyman himself is the, the bee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's what I kind of compared it to is just the swarm and just swallowing someone up completely all right i could see that i don't know if that's correct there's, there's a lot to be interpreted in this movie <clears throat> there's a ton- it's a jordan peele uh thing so i would expect nothing less um that's not to say that nia DaCosta didn't do that Oh, no, because they know both worked on it, and that other person, his name, immediately escapes me. Yes, I have no idea. Um, so then he is, like, in, in these houses, taking more pictures, and there's, like, all this, like, classic graffiti, very reminiscent of the original. And it's just so creepy. Yes. Just because of, like, that connection to the original, I think. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing inherently creepy about graffiti. No, not really. At least in my mind. Disrespect <laughs> your surroundings! <laughs> what the fuck was that? Do you know the, the song that starts Disrespect your surroundings? <laughs> you have no idea no. what I'm talking about. Okay. No, I don't. I really thought you were going to get that. Now this is embarrassing. So, uh, I really, like, <laughs> anyway, it's not a point. Let's move forward. I, it, I mean, it works. So, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> the, um, the stupid voices from a TikTok that I definitely thought you had seen, so. You and I are not on the same I know. Side I'm reminded of this every fucking week. Every time you make a reference. Every fucking week. Are you on are you on the corn side of TikTok? It's corn. A big I love, love that with little knobs. kid so much. It I love that kid so much. He's so cute. Uh, are you I'm on the corn really... remix side? Like the song? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I it makes me really sad. Um minor tangent. Tell me. Uh that little kid's on cameo now. Yeah. And I really don't like that. That's that feels really me. weird. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. He's just a cute little kid. Like <laughs> we don't have to kid. Right. Like that one person interviews a bunch of kids on YouTube and that's really cute. And so that's its own separate thing. Right. But to put this little boy on Cameo, and it's like over $100. That's weird. It's really weird. Um, sorry for my minor tangent about that. <laughs> uh, I've had the song playing uh, it's... in my brain rent-free all day long, though, so it's fine. <laughs> It takes, like, everything in me to not send every single one that I see to Mark and Randy. (laughs) (laughs) I try so hard to do, like, just random ones, but there are just so many good ones. There's so many corn. Because I keep seeing ones of, like, dogs in, like, corn costumes or Ah! eating corn. And it's... I'll go through and I'll send you some. Send me... Well, I've started seeing the ones where it's dogs eating corn, but send me the ones that are dogs in corn costumes, because that sounds way cuter. Well, because there's one where I saw this one dog was eating corn, and he had, like, three corn on the cobs in his mouth. Oh, my God! Like, Like, that's too many! Little baby! (laughs) That's so sweet. Um, But yes, I will find some. Beautiful. No, it's uh, the whole time that I was closing up uh, today was me walking around (laughs) singing the the corn song (laughs) a big lump with knobs it has the juice juice. it has the juice um (laughs) let's just jump back into this oh yeah (laughs) i do love corn i do i love ever since i learned that corn was real it was good (laughs) it was good like did you think that corn wasn't real (laughs) when i tried it with butter with butter everything everything changed And he's so passionate about it. I know. And you I love know that, that he's him. serious. Yeah, man, you, you know? can't lie about that. <laughs> Those so... aren't lines you could just learn. No. As a child? It has the juice. <laughs> um, uh, bless that little kid. That's so then, <laughs> jumping back into this. Are we to the part yet where Clive gets murdered? No. <laughs> okay. So I have some notes on that. We're so far from that still. Sheesh. Literally, Anthony is about to meet Burke. Oh. (laughs) That would be why their names are next to each other in my notes. That would make sense. Uh, So, Anthony meets Burke, who we learn is the little boy from the intro. Yes. Um, And then he talks about, he's, like, telling Anthony about, like, what Cabrini Green used to be like, what it was like growing up there. And he mentions Candyman. And there's just this moment of like the camera is like straight on Anthony and he just goes, what's Candyman? And it's like instantly like hooked. And <sighs> you can see it in his eyes. He goes yeah. live. Um, then my next two notes are well, the one is a quote uh, from Burke. He says, they swarmed him, killed him right there on the spot. And he's talking about how 
the cops were looking for Sherman because they were finding razor blades and candy. Yep. And Sherman would just pass out candy to the kids. So clearly, in general. Sherman. Yeah, logically. There's nobody else that does that. Said nobody ever. Um, and it's visually, like, so scary because, li- like, more than 20 cops, like, rush into this tiny basement room. And they move this kid out of the way. Like, the one yeah. grabs him and, like, pushes him to the side of the wall gently. And it's like, you just stand here. Get out of the fucking way. Yeah. And it's horrifying. Because it's one person down there. Yeah. Uh, what a way to represent the over-policing of predominantly black areas. Yeah, truly. Um, but so they kill Sherman immediately. And it doesn't solve the problem because it wasn't Sherman. <laughs> Would you look they at that? Keep... Crazy. How dare... <laughs> Wild. Who could have Who guessed? Who could have guessed? Um, but so then Burke says, tells him the legend. If you say his name five times in the mirror, legend is you can summon him. That's what they tell us. And so that's what Anthony begins working on. Mm -mm. That's going to be his focus on this art piece of his. He tells Brie, it's like I know exactly what I'm meant to be doing right now. And the way her face lights up of just like... Full of, like, love and support and so happy that, like, he's found something to work on again. Because he's really excited. And also, the way that she critically responds, just the entire interaction between them is just very, like, wholesome. Yes. Because they're both very clearly, like, good in their fields. Regardless of how everybody else decides to treat Anthony and his work. Yeah. He's good at what he does. And she's like up and coming. Like people want to work with her. I will say, I think that Anthony's ultimate design for this piece that he ends up showing in this museum was a bad idea. Why? I think that it's a bad idea. I think that the the mirror part, like having people stand there and say his name five times, I just feel like you're asking for problems. That seems like a bad idea to oh. me. Oh, 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 yeah. But he doesn't believe in it, so it's okay. That's <laughs> not how this shit... Listen, I have a tangent to go on. When people tell me, like, I don't believe in ghosts, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in that, okay. There are people who, quote-unquote, don't believe in vaccines. That doesn't mean they don't exist. <laughs> like, I That's why I try to fit very, just, like, to not ever definitively say that I don't believe in Right. Because what the fuck do I know? None of us knows. I don't know I anything. Mean, I feel relatively sure about before. it. I've never died before, but I know it's coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't just say, I don't believe in death. Like, oh, well. It's coming Sorry, for it's you. Coming for you. <laughs> but it's also like, man, it's like the brother says immediately because <laughs> the boyfriend's like, "Oh, should we go try it?" And he goes, "Black people don't need to be summoning shit." 
And he like shuts it down immediately. He's like, no, no, no we're not you. doing that. We're, we're not, not doing that. Them. Not today, sir. <laughs> it's not for me. But you know what? Because then the boyfriend, who very clearly doesn't believe in it, and also seems, again, white presenting, hey. he seems to joke a little bit, says Candyman a couple of times. But then guess what? He stops. That's <laughs> he the doesn't key. say it. That's the ticket. <laughs> he doesn't say it five times. <laughs> I wouldn't even, I would be hesitant to say it more than one time. Yeah, frankly. honestly. <laughs> um, this critic looks so much like Helen. And it yes. really bothers me that it's not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I don't, I mean, they had to have known that it looks so much like her. But I also just really wanted it to just be her. An accident. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. And so she is talking to Anthony about this piece. (laughs) And she clearly, like, is still... It's almost the same thing that Clive said about it, right? Like, it's played out. Like, it's so cliche. And she says, you people are the problem with gentrification. And he goes, you people. You people. Artists. Artists. And that's and then, like, not where any of shoulders. us thought that this was going. That's not she, where like, any of us thought this was going. She, like, shrugs her one shoulder and, like, shakes her head when she says artist. Like, oh, did you think I meant something else? Like, you know exactly. You know what you're fucking doing, bitch. Yeah, you know how you worded that. You know how that would be interpreted. And frankly, we all know what you meant. We all know you what meant you meant. You meant it. <laughs> And just because also... you didn't say it with your chest doesn't mean you didn't fucking say it. Yeah, and it just brings me right back to it's not played out if that's his experience. I will and say. And also, I like stupid art like that. I want to interact with something. I would not be saying Candyman's name five times oh, in the mirror. No. That's not for me. I but will I like say. something that forces me to interact with it. I do think Sorry. that the critic, you're okay. <laughs> I think that she does make an interesting point about the cycle of gentrification and how artists are moving into these quote-unquote up-and-coming areas of town, taking advantage of the cheap rent so that they can just, like, fuck off and make art and do whatever. I do think she makes a good point. It seemed like, in my experience, uh, as a person who went to school with lots of people who were going to school for arts and humanities... I think that that's one of those things that like, oh, we're all going to move to Detroit after we graduate because the rent is cheap and I can do quote unquote community engagement. And I think what that boils back down to oftentimes, not for everybody, but I think oftentimes it's rooted in this like white savior complex where it's like, oh, I need to go help these poor disadvantaged people because they can't make it with them. I don't know. I feel like it's, uh, it's tricky. For sure. Did any of that make sense or no? It did. Okay. And it's a completely valid criticism. But she's talking to a black artist. Yes. So all of that goes out the window. You know what Kendrick said. (laughs) You already know what Kendrick said. What? Kendrick Lamar. There's a difference. Well, he said, uh, quote, there's a difference between black artists and whack artists. And he's right. I hate that. I hate the way that's worded. Uh, Sorry, I didn't write it. I talked to my friend Kendrick. <laughs> I know you didn't write it. You just said that. You 
<laughs> I don't want to. I don't know credit. anything about Kendrick Lamar. I was just talking about him today. I think that he is a really great lyricist. I think that he. One of the things that I like most about listening to rap music is I like listening to the stories that are told. There's a lot yeah. of. I mean, people put their, they really be putting their whole heart and soul into this shit. They're like, this is my life experience. This is what's going on. It's, and a, I, it's a narrative. It is. And I think the way that he writes specifically, he's very good at those tiny little turns of phrase. I'm like, oh, you sneaky motherfucker. That was so clever. <laughs> and if you're not paying attention, you're not going to you miss it. You might miss it. Also, the beat is excellent. That's fair. I think the only songs of his that I know off the top of my head are from the Black Panther album. Oops. And I know I know that there's probably songs that I know, but like that I don't know the names of or that it's him. Just like hearing stuff on the radio or hearing stuff on TikTok, you know? Yes. His song Oh, it's in the song Element. That's what that song was called. Uh it's on his album. I might know that. <laughs> it's on Damn. It doesn't sound familiar. Uh, He's one of those artists that, like, I've always meant to, like, start listening to. (laughs) And then I just, like, the further, further and further that I push it off, I'm like, ah, but where do I start now? Uh, Most of y'all don't fade. Most of y'all been advised. Last LP, I tried to fit the black artists, but there's a difference between black artists and whack artists. Very nice. <laughs> anyway, I love Kendrick. I but yes, yeah, there great. is there is something to be said about artists swooping in and ultimately being a part of the problem of gentrification. But again, she's speaking to a black man, a black artist, a black artist who grew up in Chicago. <laughs> He kind of knows what the fuck he's talking about. I would consider him to be an expert in the field of what it's like to grow up as a black man in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy how that would work. That's just me. And that's just me. Truly, that's my only issue with that. It would be what it's. She's not necessarily wrong, but she's wrong in this instance. You don't have to say it like that, Miss Critic. Yeah. You could. Why be racist when you could just be quiet? (laughs) Right. Um, but so then apparently like nobody else likes his pieces anyway. And the other artists are like making fun of it. And he goes, why don't you shut the fuck up or say something? I don't remember exactly what he says to the <gasps> other artists, but then Brie is like trying to push him out. He calls and him hyenas. Like, yeah. That's really funny. Frankly. <laughs> I agree. Um, but so Bree like tries to push him out the door and then Clive's like, You're only here because mm-hmm. you're more talented girlfriend. And I wrote this line down because he says, Shouldn't you be stuck? Should you be up stocking up on plan B's to accommodate your summer internship program? <laughs> Why'd you cut me off? <laughs> I thought you would be excited that we both had the same note. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't say it at the same time as me. <laughs> Oh, it was on the same time no, on my only... side. I'm sorry. We no, have it's a okay. leg, I guess. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. That's the worst way to find out. Oh, I'm sorry, Rena. <laughs> it's okay. Uh. But that is what he says, and it's honestly <laughs> iconic. 
Um, and it's just really funny because then Clive just goes, that was not spontaneous. He had that ready. <laughs> and he said, I did. <laughs> He's like, yeah, like, I sure did. The girlfriend then looks at Clive and says, I'm on the Nova ring. Yeah. There's just a lot that happens There's... in like that two minute span. <laughs> well, and I wrote next to my note on, it says, I'm on the Nova ring. And I wrote, you're about to be on a motherfucking hook. <laughs> don't worry you won't need that anymore don't worry you won't be needing that much longer not where you're going <laughs> um uh, what's I love really really funny killing Clive and Miss Nubering what's absolutely hilarious is I don't have any specific notes on Clive and this girl tonight. My next no. note is about the bee sting getting worse. I think it's a creative way for them to to die, though. Like, it's not often that we see, like, I'm going to see you through this perfectly placed mirror in this weird art yeah. gallery. And I, I'm a really big fan of how little we actually see him. Yes. I think that's the point. Because it feeds more into... Like the urban legend of it all, right? The mystery. (laughs) My next note is on the bee sting. Uh, It says, that looks like you need medical attention uh, for that, because that does not look like a bee sting anymore. No. Like, go get that looked at, dude. (laughs) I get that you're an artist, but you probably have some form of health insurance, right? If not, your girlfriend probably does. Like, she can pay your medical bills. It'll be all right. Right. We'll figure it out, babe. Like, I bet you she's not going to like that if you show her that. So, yeah. I'm sure she would rather pay the bill now than deal with it later. Correct. Um, but so it's getting worse. And on the news, it's about Clive and the girl dying. And they specifically say Anthony McCoy and, and the project say my name. Yes. And he's like in awe of that. And I hear you, Anthony, but somebody died. Two somebody's. Yeah, because right after he says, they said my name and say my name. And then the camera pans out immediately and Bree and the brother are just sitting there staring at him like, what the fuck? Dude? Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, precisely. <laughs> and then my next note is about Helen Lyle. Helen. In this house. We love Helen Lyle. <laughs> it's true. Um, so he goes... To go and find anything that he can about Helen. And he finds the tapes from the original. Aren't they under something weird too? Like work study or some yeah, shit? something. The receptionist or whoever desk attendant person from the university's like library is the like, library yeah, they were, under, they were under blah, blah, blah. And he like kind of thanks her and like walks away. And she's like still trying to talk to him because again, this is a beautiful man. He's very attractive. <laughs> There's just that moment after he walks away and she like stands back up and sees that he's gone and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but she like looks around. Yeah. She's like, damn, where the fuck? <laughs> um, my next note is about the critic. Ooh, tell me. Um, just that, so she invites him over because she's like, well, it feels like your work is suddenly more important. She um, says, your work seems eternal. Yeah. Which is... Creepy? I was going to say really cool to think of. 
okay. anything like from an artist's perspective, right? For somebody to say that your work feels eternal, like something you did feels important enough to affect anybody else after you're long and gone. It's very like, I hate to reference it, but very like Hamilton and his whole <laughs> thing with the legacy, right? <laughs> now you have a legacy, Anthony. <laughs> um, but she says that, and then she still talks about how she's still very much like, oh, artists gentrify the hood. And he's like, well, it really doesn't seem like you're fucking getting it. Um, and then he dares, dares her to say Candyman Snoop. And as she's in the bathroom, and we know she's going to say the name, he starts picking at his skin because it's so much worse. And then we see him, he walks up to a mirror because he's trying to be like, hey, like, I think I need to go. Um, Maybe I should go to a doctor. But he's not gonna. He's going to go meet Bree for her important dinner with whoever from New York. I don't know. Somebody um, important. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know him. <laughs> She's like, he never comes to Chicago. Oh, okay. Whatever you say. <laughs> I believe you. Um. But so that's when he like looks in the mirror and basically sees himself as Candyman. Which is spooky. It's very spooky. I can't imagine looking into the mirror and fully seeing something completely different and then like not freaking out. <laughs> I think like mentally, I don't know that I could handle it. <laughs> I think that it's normal to freak out in that situation. But I will say um, from people that I have spoken who, to who uh, have done drugs like the big ones um mm-hmm. sometimes you 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 look in the mirror and that's not your face and you just you have to take a minute and uh come back into your body and realize like hey it's gonna be all right we'll get there well but that's different that's very that different they were on than something. seeing yourself uh spontaneously well, sober <laughs> like <laughs> not on anything not on any fully sober and a hundred percent randomly Seeing yeah. yourself as Candyman. <laughs> yeah, that's a little different. <laughs> um, at this dinner, the one of the the fancy schmancy people tells Bree, oh. "You can you can change the institution from the inside." Before the dinner, when Anthony leaves the apartment, we yes. see the critic get killed. Yes. Very subtle. She's like, lift it up. And it's like, as the camera is zooming out. She's thrown up against her, like, big window. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, like, dragged. She's bleeding. <laughs> and there's, she's being dragged and there's blood all the way across. It was a really oh cool scene. Oh my god, there's blood everywhere. Oh my god, there's blood everywhere! But yeah, I don't, you can change the institution from the inside. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. And this might also be a hot take, but I'm going to fucking say it. As somebody who works in nonprofit, there seems to be a lot of people coming into the workforce who think that they can change nonprofit 
work, especially from the inside, whether that's museums, whether that's public health, whether that's literally name anything, right? You Mm -hmm. can't do it. They are going to burn you out. (laughs) Yeah. It's all you have to do is stick around long enough for the fogies to get out of there and then you can change it. But you're not going to be able to change it from the inside. (coughs) That's not how that works. Yeah. (laughs) I think that that's something we need to be telling uh, folks. I would agree. It's very hard, I would imagine, to change any institution (laughs) in any way. They're institutions for a reason. Yeah. You know? Set up long before our time. Yeah. And will probably be around long after us. God, I hope not. A lot of we can help. (laughs) A lot of the, like, when we think about the institution of capitalism, the institution of white supremacy, the institution of the patriarchy, I fucking hope not. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad that I, mean, I have yeah, to ideally. explain to people when they can and can't have an abortion. Like, I'm mad about that. That shouldn't be a conversation that we have to have in this day and age. For sure. We should not have to be fighting the same fights that our grandmothers fought and great-grandmothers fought. I think that's fucked up. Fuck these institutions, Rena. Don't try to change them from the inside. Burn them down. That's how Sue sees it. <laughs> well, yes. Do you remember? But also, in- the worst part is... <laughs> That we are still stuck in capitalism. We Here. still need to pay bills. It's bullshit. Whatever the fuck that means. We still need to be able to live and survive. Which is bullshit! So it makes... Because we're stuck in those institutions, it makes it a lot harder Yes. to burn it all down. Yes. What movie is that from with that one man? You know, William, I know, listen, you'll know what I'm talking about in just a moment. I'm sure I will. So, <laughs> giving me nothing to go on. He is in, he's working at a drive through, some sort of fast food establishment, and a man comes up and says something to him, and he goes, Let's burn it down, Pokey! <laughs> no, time I mar- don't know what it's it is. Time to burn this motherfucker down, Pookie! Let me look it up. Um, no, no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so sorry. Um, my next note is a quote: Burger Shack employee from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. He says, "Uh, he's talking about the burgers. Talking about the burgers just makes me want to burn this motherfucker down. Come on, Pookie, let's burn this motherfucker down. Come on, Pookie." I can't believe you remember a line from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Uh, I'm embarrassed to tell you that that's <coughs> something that I watch roughly once a year. Oh my god. <laughs> Just because I need something to not have to focus on? No, and that's fair. <laughs> it's very, it's the whole conversation we had before we started recording. It's it very important to have those. Um, I could not tell you the last time I saw that movie. I'm going to send this to you because you're going to know exactly who this man is because I don't know his name, but I've seen him in other things. <laughs> you're going to okay. go, oh, yeah, it's that guy. And then you can tell me who it is. <laughs> um, oh, it looks like Anthony Anderson. Is that his name? Let me juju him. Yes, it is. That's his name. <laughs> I've seen him in I lots and lots of things. I didn't know exactly who it was. 
I told you. I know that I know him. I've seen him in lots and lots of things, but I don't know his name. He was in Scream 4, and then he was also in one of the scary movies. This is how I remember him. That's really funny, because I know you love scary movies. He's not in the first one, but I don't remember which sequel it is. I should watch that tonight. That's a nice one to not have to think about. Nice. I'm going to watch Big Brother. Love that for you. (laughs) And then probably Glee, because I'm trash. Hey, don't Uh, talk about my friend like that. (laughs) Just in terms of her shows. (laughs) You better be nice to her. In general, I am. But Glee is not good. (laughs) Doesn't have to be Um, good if it brings her joy. (laughs) My next note is a quote from Burke. Oh no, my throat hurts. I need water. (laughs) So sorry. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Sorry. Loved that. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, it's um, not COVID, I promise. <laughs> I didn't think it was, but good to know. Um, <laughs> are you okay? Yes. <laughs> this you is know, totally um, normal, I promise. <laughs> Burke says Candyman ain't a he. Candyman's the whole damn hive. They love what we make, but not us. Yeah. And then we talk about Daniel Robitaille and his heartbreaking story. And then another quote, a story like that, a pain like that, it lasts forever. And that's on epigenetics. And another quote, Candyman is how we deal with the fact that it happened, that it's still happening. Yep. And it really is just like what urban legends are. Sometimes, okay. not all the time. <laughs> um, we go to and this then high we school. get a little. I have a note before the high school. Okay. Because we briefly get, um, Bree has a nightmare about her dad. Um, who apparently also was an artist and killed himself. Jumped right out the window in front of her. And it's really, really, really creepy and traumatic because she walks in and she's like what are you doing and he's like i bet you didn't know your daddy could fly but i can and then he jumps out the window and it's one of i think the faults of this movie and i don't think that it's necessarily on the movie itself but I'm assuming stuff that got cut out because I want to know so much more about that and how... How did we even get there? <laughs> how she deals with her personal trauma of that and why she's an artist after that. How does she cope with that daily knowing, thinking that that's what contributed. Killed him. She says it later. To how, killing him. She says it, I, yeah. She's like... It killed him. And it's also something that the brother then brings up. He's like, you don't have to save every artist. Talking about how, like, fucking Anthony's downward spiral. Yes. He's like, that's that's not on you. And it isn't. He's correct. But it's, we don't get enough of it. And it makes me mad every time I watch this movie. Because this movie's only an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And it very easily could have been two hours. I would have watched this even if it was two hours. 
because I just want more of that. I want it to know could've... what it was. What... It c- yes. <clears throat> this movie could have benefited from that extra 30 minutes, I think. I agree. Um, but then we get the girls in the high school because <laughs> the brother, um, Bree is staying over at the brother's house because Anthony's spiraling. Well, and he I can't breaking... blame him. No, because it was, again, like that really, just really small moment of like her being like, I'm real. This is real. Yeah. Candyman's not real. And she goes, she's like, I'll, prove it. I'll say his name. And then he freaks out, breaks the mirrors. And so she leaves. Big rightfully toxic. so. Big toxic. Yeah. And she's, she goes, she stays with the brother. And he's like, you can stay as long as you need to. Like, don't worry about it. Under the condition. You can't say <laughs> no Candyman. Don't bring him in here. And she's like, don't you bring well, who would say that? And then it cuts to the fucking white girls. Stupid. Fucking stupid. One of them is named Booth. Yeah. What the fuck is that? That pisses me off. (laughs) That's fair. That's what this note is. I hate that that (laughs) high schooler's name is Booth. (laughs) Because you know that there's a fucking story behind that. I know. And what is it? (laughs) You can't include something. Name her Sarah. Give her a stupid regular name. Give her a normal, quote unquote, normal white girl name. Name her Emily for all I fucking care. Yeah, but you're you gonna look at this little me, girl and name her Bluff? You can't give me what I hope is a nickname and then no backstory to that nickname <laughs> for this girl that I'm seeing in one scene. Please, God, tell me that this girl's mother did not name her Boof. <laughs> name her Boof. My beautiful baby, <laughs> Boof. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she looks like a Boof, doesn't she? <laughs> Oops. That's embarrassing. Can you imagine? So these girls, because one of them was at the art show. And so that's why she knows about Candyman. And so she convinces her friends to say Candyman in this fucking mirror. And one of them leaves after like two times. And she runs out of the bathroom. And I don't fucking blame her. Yeah, because she gets to live. That's the lesson here. (laughs) Um, But so they say it five times fools and then they get fucking murdered and it's really interesting because we don't get to see a lot of it but we hear it and we, we hear do, it we get this there's... really cool scene where we're watching this girl get murdered through like the little like pocket through a mirror. compact compact that's the word thank you sitting on the floor and yes. there's bees there's climbing on this bees. Po- compact yeah. One of these bees goes through the mirror. Yeah. Super fucking eerie and bizarre and such a tender little touch. Like, thank you. I know that you did that for my viewing pleasure. <laughs> you specifically. Thank you so much, Nia DaCosta. You're it's right. It's very just like almost fantastical, like almost magical because it's Candyman is not like Michael Myers, right? Like he's not flesh and bone permanent <laughs> in our universe. Why are you <laughs> laughing? You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Just the way that you said he's not flesh and bone. <laughs> I kind of like this is a problem with recording is that he's, I'm just he's very much like incorporeal. Yeah. 
incorporeal. <laughs> and I think that this movie does a good job of playing into that, of reinforcing the fact that this is not a man. A person, yeah. This isn't just some guy. He doesn't bend to our rules, our human real life rules. Our puny human rules. Candyman says, hell no. <laughs> Tony Todd's standing there like, I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> uh, my next really note catched. is about Go ahead, Mr. Todd. My next note is about Bree like being interviewed at the museum. And the person, the woman's talking to her about brings up her dad and then Oops. brings up Anthony's name. And my note just says just the very minor like implications of Brie constantly being defined by the men around her. Ooh. You're right. And it's another thing that I really want more of in this movie. <laughs> and I know that it's a Candyman movie. It's not necessarily about Brie. It's about Anthony, right? Like, at the end of the day, he is the title character. He is the main character. Right. But I'm so intrigued because there's, like, the camera is zooming in on her face as this whole interview is happening. And you can see it just fall slightly every time the the other woman brings up somebody else in relation to her. It almost reinforces this idea that, like, she herself could not be worthy of discussion. It's these people around her. Yes. And it's incredibly sad. I want so much more of it from her. As sad as that sentence sounds, but, like... I want more of Bree's sadness. It's just very interesting to me. Because she so clearly is good at her job... She's good in her field. And she deserves to have these opportunities. She deserves to do whatever she wants with her degree in her field of work and to still be defined by her father and her partner is incredibly sad to me. Um, And then Anthony learns that he was born and lived in Cabrini Green. And his mother lied to him. But I will give his mom credit. His mom did shush him when he said the Candyman's name. Um, I'm going to give yes. her credit for that. She's for sure. right. My next note immediately is that I hate that we saw his mom in the trailer. Because as soon as the trailer dropped, and as soon as I saw her, because it is the same actress from the original, as soon as I saw her, and then I learned that the character's name was Anthony McCoy, I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be the twist, is that he is the baby from the original. That was that baby's name. And immediately, like, I knew that that's what it was. Right. And so that made me sad that I learned that so quickly without even having seen the movie. (laughs) I didn't even have to watch it! I'm really, really, really tired. Trailers should not be telling me everything i don't want to know i want to go see your movie i want to go to the movies and pay a dumb amount of money (laughs) to watch your stupid movie your film don't tell me the fucking story in the trailer (laughs) 
I have a that's note. That's how Sue sees it. <laughs> that's how Sue sees it. I have a note from, it's a quote from Anthony to his mama. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks at her and says, do I look normal, mama? Yeah. And that broke my fucking heart. Because she very clearly, like, is doing it to protect him. Yeah. She's not trying to live through that again. Because I can't imagine the post-traumatic stress that she must have. Oh, for sure. Ugh. And it's (sighs) incredibly sad. It's very sad. (laughs) It gets really, really sad, I feel like, in this last half hour. (laughs) And... (laughs) He says, he found me. Yeah. That's another one. That one stabbed me right in the fucking heart. Yeah. Uh, he refers to, to Candyman and says that uh, he found me and he wanted to, now I'm part of his legend. Yeah, because at this point he's already not like accepted his fate, but like he knows that he's playing an important role in this and bringing him back and it's snowballed so fast that like there's nothing that you can do at this point you're just a piece of the puzzle just another pawn um and then I don't have any notes until they're in the church and they're in the church yeah Literally sawing off his hand. OMG. Yeah, that's that's the note is Burke cutting off Anthony's hand to shove the hook in there. <sighs> um super, super gross. <laughs> uh so Burke kidnaps Bree and also has Anthony in the church and Bree is like coming back to consciousness and hears Burke calling the cops giving them a full description of Anthony. And he's like, yeah, um, I'm bringing it back. We're gonna kill some people because what the fuck is going on? Which feels wild to me. Um. (sighs) Don't you want a sweet? (laughs) Is my next note. Uh, So Brie, yeah, she gets loose and is running away from Burke. And then kills Burke. Good for her. That's my next note. Oh, it's, don't oh, you yeah. want a sweet? And then she kills him. Yeah. And she like stabs him a lot. Good for her. File and... under. Good for her. <laughs> and then Anthony's standing in the doorway, and he's like, "I think he's dead." And then he collapses. Collapses. In her arms. And it's again. So sad because she's just begging him to like stand up. And she hears the sirens and she's like, We're gonna get you to the hospital. Everything's gonna be fine. We're gonna get you help. Don't worry. And then the cop comes in, shoots Anthony, kills him. My note says, There's the police brutality we were waiting for. <laughs> you know, we haven't seen it in about an hour. It's been about an hour. <laughs> it's per near time. And then they handcuff Bree, put her in the back of this cop car. And then one cop gets in the car and he's like, yeah, so, you know, it's a real shame that he attacked 
what's his face like what's that? his dick yeah yeah um so i mean it was either that or you're an accomplice and who are they gonna believe so you should just go along with the story i'm in big time hate with this what i'm in big time hate with this big time hate all I heard yes. was big and hate, and I really could not understand what that ah, little word was. So sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, I am it's not in, your fault. <laughs> I am in big time hate with this. <laughs> I'm sure that this does happen. I'm not saying that it doesn't, because I don't know. I buy it. I'm sure, like, I feel confident that this happens at least sometimes. I thought there was more to that. That's no, why I that's respond. all. Sorry. It didn't I, feel like you were done talking. <laughs> Sorry. I, no, you're totally good. I don't know. The, the cop, like, trying to twist this and make it just this whole different, you know, like, ah. Spinning it. Yeah. yeah. It's. I don't like that. It's And sad. I'm sure it happens. And but it's fuck that. Full, like, it's upsetting, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. And she's panicking. And then asks him to turn the mirror so that she can see herself. She's like, I'll say whatever you want me to say. Just let me look at myself. And she summons Candyman. So metal. He kills everybody. So fucking metal. <laughs> um, My next note is, it's Anthony as Candyman with a little heart. <laughs> um... And then in all caps, and then I... bees. <laughs> I only have three notes. Um, part of the quote that he says is he's killing all the cops. I am the writing on the walls. They will say I will shed innocent blood. And then I was just watching, so I didn't write down the rest of the quote. Um, and then all caps, Tony Todd. <laughs> I'm so glad that you just confirmed that for me. My very last note, this is all one, like, note together. In all caps, this says, <laughs> was that Tony Todd? Yeah, so we see, so it's clearly Anthony, because it's his body still, that comes out of there, kills all the cops, um, unlocks the doors, and she gets out, because uh, the cop runs away. And is still killed. And then the bees kind of leave his face after he kills the cop as she's watching. And it's Tony Todd. And he goes, tell everyone. Everyone. That's my very last note. Yeah, that's mine too. <laughs> but tell yeah. everyone. So that's that's when we see Tony Todd. And so here we are telling everyone. It's Tony Todd. <laughs> it is in fact Tony Todd. Do you feel ready to rate it? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I'm going to give this four chainsaws. Very nice. Uh, I like this movie. It was, in my opinion, uh, a lot cooler the first time I watched it. But I still enjoyed myself. Um, I think that's fair. It was great. I I liked that this one was more... (coughs) I felt like with the first Candyman movie, there was a lot to be unpacked there. There were lots of really cool, like, sociological intersections to unpack and to get into and talk about. And I think that this movie does that in a way that the second Candyman movie did not. Does that make sense or no? 
Yes. Like, it's still, obviously, a lot of socio sociological issues, but it's not like a copy and paste. No, it it takes... The second one didn't really address any of that. No, so. it was just like, hey, do you guys remember slavery? And everyone said, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was a great... Of course we do. And they said, Good. what if we made it about Candyman instead? <laughs> um, but no, I think this movie did a really good job of bringing up those types of issues and like connecting them back together. I think that's part of what makes this this movie and the original kind of appealing because it makes your brain think about all of the extra things that go into what's happening in the city. Right. Um, I love Tony Todd. I would do anything for Tony Todd. (laughs) Um, And I love the quick little, like little quips back and forth. Um, Everyone here always had fucking something to say. And I adored that. So four chainsaws. Very nice. I'm going to give this four and a half. Interesting. I think that this is so beautifully shot. I can't wait to see like what else Nia DaCosta does. I think that the shadow puppets are just such an interesting way of telling a story, doing a flashback, and having it not just be like five Again, minutes copy from somebody piece. else's yeah. movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's... Like, that feels lazy sometimes. sometimes yes. I sometimes agree. it feels lazy. And also, like, you're a different director. You don't necessarily have the same vision that... Show me something else different. Had. Yes. Um, I think that this movie is too short. <laughs> it's not a perfect movie. Because it does have a lot, a lot of ideas. And I think it really could have benefited from an extra half hour. Agreed. Um, all the effects are super good, super cool. I really like just leaning into the fact that this is, like I said, it's not a real person. He doesn't live by our rules. And he shouldn't. <laughs> it's not. No, he's a fucking legend. Why does he yeah. need to abide by our rules? I think I really like this movie. It's a good one. This is not a good as choice. good as the original, but how could it be? <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> um, so four and a half chainsaws. Outstanding. Um, do you want to hear a funny joke before we okay. speaking of that? Um, did you hear about the farmer that won the Nobel Prize? No. He was outstanding in his field. It's <laughs> pretty good. Thanks. Uh, I have another one, but you're <coughs> going to get it because it's about medicine. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I promise it's really, really funny. I told it to everybody at work today, and they were like, oh, my God, stop. It was funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, that was it. That was Candyman. That was Candyman. Uh, we did it. That was a long episode. Go us. I know. Um, <laughs> we had a lot to say. You... There's a lot to unpack here. That's the actual title. Uh, do the thing. You know the thing. Chainsaws at gmail.com. Um, it's my pick next. It as is. per usual. Oh, good question. 
<laughs> I like to do the thing where I pick on the fly, um, but that takes up so much time. And here we all are. Do-do-do. While I'm picking a movie, uh, I got called out today for singing everything. <laughs> Somebody That's was like, so did she used to be in drama or in choir or something? <laughs> My one coworker was like, yep. <laughs> oh, they were like, oh, that explained it. That explains it. They're like, does it ever irritate you? <laughs> she was like, yes. Yep. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, hmm. I've seen, okay, I want you to pick one or two. Two. Okay, so we're going to watch... Uh, a movie called Mother, starring Jennifer Lawrence. It's from okay. 2017. I want to unpack this with you. The movie itself is not great, but when the first time that I watched it, Caleb and I had a really long conversation afterwards about it. Um, and <laughs> I want to have the conversation. I want to unpack it with you. I think it'll be fun. Um, this is from 2017. For this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm really not. This says it's on Amazon. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so I don't know where this is available. <laughs> Let me. Uh, All right. Is mother streaming. So it's from 2017. It's starring Jennifer Lawrence. Um, it's two hours long. Holy fuck. Buckle up. Um, yes, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. <laughs> is what they tell me. Um, it might be on Netflix. I don't think it is. I believe you. I don't know lasagna. At any <laughs> at any rate, uh, you should be able to find it, and if not, we'll figure something out. Oh, I'm sure I'll be able to find it. That's I'm not worried about that. Cool. All right. Please don't hate me. It's literally just a conversation <laughs> I'm going to have with you. I know that the movie's not great. I want to preface this. I'm picking it's something with that. clowns soon, just so you know. <gasps> You're an asshole. That's rude. I did. I did <laughs> just remember that because we're coming up on the spooky season this is going to be our first september this is our first september episode as candy man oh that's really exciting okay so, i knew you didn't see that text <laughs> i saw it but my brain didn't remember it that's fair <laughs> so this means we have a couple more episodes before we get to pick a really fun halloween episode and i'm excited to uh put together some ideas with you same. I also have a couple ideas. Ah, I can't wait. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'll see you back here next week. Uh, we'll do this again. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>